Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 469. Out now in Australian cinemas is Muru, a searing response to the real-life events of 2007, which saw New Zealand police invoke new anti-terrorism powers and launch a raid on the two high people in the Ruataki region. An exploration into the tense relationship between the state, the police, and the Maori people Muru also marks the latest film from director Te Arepa Kahi, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Te Arepa, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm good. I'm great. It's great to be here in Brisbane. Um, just got off the plane from Busan. <laughs> so sharing this in Australia today with you is awesome. It is awesome. I mean, the movie's out nationwide right now and it's such an interesting movie. And what I really found kind of fascinating with it was a little caveat at the start of the film, which says, you know, this is not a recreation, but a response. And essentially what Muru is, is like you take the launching pad of that 2007 raid to kind of explore other issues that are also going on in New Zealand at the time. I'm curious, though, 
Was that all always the creative choice at the start uh, of this process, or is that something that kind of happens afterwards? Like you may might be to a first draft or a second draft, and you and you think, you know, I think maybe we can explore other other issues here, other boundaries as well, and uh, and go into deeper issues uh, with this movie. You want me to reveal all my secrets off the bat? Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I'm prepared to do that. Um, No, no, my background is New Zealand history, documentaries. I'm all about being faithful. Uh, the um, The first versions and scripts of Muru were very faithful chronologically. And, you know, I lifted every stone. Uh, I know way too much about this this event and the the different people involved and the training required and the evidence presented. But I was invited by Papa Tame to attend a meeting inside the village of Ruatoki. And at that stage, I was very confident in the script that I put down. And one of the aunties there said, boy, is this about one day? And I faithfully stood up and said, yes, I've nailed it. Here it all is. And she said, what a waste. What a waste. And I was like, what? She goes, how can you tell our story if it's all only about one day when the government have been doing this, doing this, taking this course of action against us for over a century? Mm. And it really did force a rethink. Um, and it's always a tricky ground when you reach for allegory based on historic threads, try and weave that into a cinematic universe that people can still recognize as being part of contemporary life, because we're talking about events on a specific day, 15th of October, uh, 2007, and still be um, still be focused on telling the truth. But with this type of intervention from Tuhoi in the community, the rethink really... Um, it allowed for way more depth and cultural contexting. And I think that's where we put some time in terms of the characters and bringing them to life. So you will see a response, but it's not a response to one day. It's a response to a century of a broken relationship between the government and Tuhoi. And the next steps, you know, and why we've decided to tell it this way and why I listened to this auntie with such uh, intent is because we, Muru is a prevention to ensure that this never happens again. Mm. When it comes to the movie, you have the, it pretty much told through the eyes of, of this one character named Sergeant Taffy, who's played by Cliff Curtis. And he's a really interesting character in that he himself is a police officer, um, a sergeant of the, of the community in Tuhai. Um, and it's interesting in that there seems to be a crossroads for him as a, as a man and as a, a person of the community. On one end, he represents the badge, but on the other end, he represents the community and his family as well. It's an interesting dynamic to play with. When you wrote that character um, and you presented it to Cliff, Cliff Curtis, who plays the role, he's such, a, so, such an excellent actor and so excellent in the movie, what was the conversations like with him trying to thread that dynamic between this man of the law but also this man who represents his people and his family as well? Yeah, another great question. Cliff and I have known each other for a very long time. Uh, he's been a huge supporter of um, the other the short films. He was an EP and uh, helped out on a number of documentaries I've done. But having that personal relationship actually makes it tougher hmm. because this guy is in demand by the biggest names in um, Hollywood and around the world. And you can sort of try and rest on our relationship. It'll be fine. I'll get Cliff. Well, actually, 
uh, the only way to get Cliff is to present him with the best, most complex part and a, through a dilemma that is real. You know, so the moral dilemma for Taffy came through understanding of, of the moral dilemma that a lot of our Indigenous people in, in positions of influence and responsibility um, must, must face in a daily, you know, as part of their daily operations. And uh, it really, we had a great time working out the, not just the arc, but the, the understanding that even though this is a community cop, he's never going to have a gun in his holster. Mm. You know, yeah, we're never going to see the, the police HQ. He's a school bus driver. He is a man of his community who, who is just, you know, a blind spot is created because of his, um, his focus on his ailing father, which is a real relationship. You know, the, the bigger context to this is that the deputy commissioner of the New Zealand police watched this film two weeks ago with his wife, picked up his phone after the screening and rung Tame Iti up himself and told Tame that he identified as Sergeant Taffy mm. and that he what he wants to do is um, to organise a convention with Tame to come and speak to the New Zealand police force in November. And so that that was the grand plan, I guess, for for Cliff and I in terms of um, detailing the moves of of Taffy, because he is a real person. Uh, the dilemma is a real dilemma. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by T Public. T Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, T Public is sure to have something you love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. It's really interesting these days, especially I know this event that the, the movie depicts was happened 15 years ago, but the last few years especially, they really brought to the fore the nature of policing, mm. um, especially like um, in, the, in, in the States, of course. And I've, over the last years, I've watched a lot of movies from Dan Spoke and different filmmakers and documentarians dealing with these type of issues as well. And a lot of times it comes down to... Um, with policing, how there needs to be different modes of policing to handle different situations. You can't all be all just charging, guns blazing kind of thing. And yeah. it's really interesting in this movie where Taffy says to the character Gallagher, who played by so great by Jay Ryan, he's like, why don't I get everyone together, have some yeah. coffee, we have some cake, let's sit down, let's talk about it. Um, and that could have resolved so many issues, but that didn't happen. Um, yeah. The hope is, I hope, that in the conversations between the police sergeant you just talked about and Tamir is that maybe in the future something like that can happen to resolve issues as opposed to what happened back in 2007. I mean, is that the hope that you're having as well, that in case, heaven forbid, something like this would happen again, that um, that will be the approach that uh, police will take in this time or th the next time? Thank you for that. The, the, the point of this film is prevention and understanding. And I always believe that if you have a question, you don't need to invent more 
barriers <laughs> or more reasons not to knock on the door when the jug is boiling and they're ready for you. Um, the way that we've invented enemies and the way that we continue to invent enemies must be very taxing on people and it causes and inflicts real drama. Mm. So how, how do we spin this around and connect? You know, this valley is always open to us. Um, there are always, there can always be questions, but, you know, questions demand listening as well as asking the question. And I, I hope that it just brings, um, you know, this is an entertaining, heart-wrenching uh, roller coaster ride of a film, but I really hope that new conversations start after this and that everyone has the strength to um, knock on any door knowing that it's it doesn't need to be ram raided. It's actually open. I'm really curious about filming in rural Toki for this movie. 15 years have gone past since those events, but there's even things even before that you have to raise in 1916. Um, mm. You reference a shooting in 2000 as well. Um, that happened, uh, and there's like a, many other kind of events as well that's been happening, as your your auntie said uh, in uh, that one time over the last uh, 100 years or so, more maybe. Um, when it comes to that land, filming in that area and recreating some of these scenes again, can you feel the ghosts of the past weighing heavily uh, on your shoulders as you're making the, these uh, scenes come to life once again? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, there's real weight there because 1916 is still full, you know, there's still HD, 8Q, uh, 8K resolution of what happened in 1916, let alone 2007. And this, uh, the, you know, the, the events are burnt into generations of people within the community, which means that there is a, a big undertaking and responsibility of bringing it to life and not shying away from it. Mm. Uh, knowing that the worst thing we could do is is water it down or ignore it altogether. What's actually eventuated back home with this is that it's allowed other people to release uh, their stories, their feelings, and um, be able to share for the first time. And um, that unlocking uh, leads to new conversations as well. So it's been a powerful experience. You know, you're talking about the ghosts of the past, Um there's no past. <laughs> yeah, I hear. It's a really good point. You know, the the title of the film, Muru, from what I've read, um, a definition of that is uh, forgive or forgiveness. Mm. It's really interesting. I was listening to a um, a um, interview you did at the Toronto Film Festival. It was yourself, it was Jay and Cliff, and Cliff was talking about how it's forgive, forgiving but not forgetting, and mm. it's really important to make that distinction here. Um, yeah. It is about... Um, not necessarily letting go, but not holding on so tight to the reins of the past that it kind of suffocates the future. And I think that's a kind of real kind of thing that you feel in this movie. Is that something that uh, you hope as well that maybe um, that forgiveness would kind of bring about not closure necessarily, but maybe some type of, I don't know, uh, breath for a new life or a new future that, um, you know, so that it's an even more brighter, a brighter future than that compared to the darker past? Absolutely. You know, what Cliff said is right on. And the other aspect to Muru is that when something has gone wrong, there is a process that must put it right. Mm. And so the cup of tea, the next cup of tea that we have after Muru is the most important cup of tea. That next conversation and how we see each other for the first time, for the next time, is the most important aspect here. 
I think it's really important lessons for people to learn, not only in regards to the people in the movie and also, but I think it's a, a lot of these themes are really kind of global in nature as well. And I think it's really important that people take on some of these themes and learn the lessons. And I think that's what I really love about cinema. Sometimes you get stories told that you never heard of before. Like I was trying to remember back in 2007, if I remembered this story, of course, I'm across the pond in Australia, so maybe I might not remember it as well as you do. But there's other stories as well. I'm, you know, you, when you watch movies like 12 Years a Slave or Hacksaw Ridge or movies like that, it's really important not to forget about the stories of the past and, and cinema does that. Do you have any moments in your life where you watched a movie that was based on like a historical record that you never knew about the story before but it had an impact on you as not only as a filmmaker but as a person? Because I'm sure uh, as yourself, as, as a storyteller, that maybe there would have been uh, some of those uh, occurrences that happened to you. Well, this is why it's so exciting to be a storyteller today, because globally uh, we're more connected to each other and being moved inside the cinema by other people's cultural cinema, uh, cinematic visions is, um, you know, that's what feeds us and that's what fuels us. Being able to bring to to light that little slither of something that um, other people didn't know anything about. I think it's important also in that space to be unapologetic in, in bringing it to life and not needing to apologize and not knowing something and having, you know, just allowing it to be uh, yourself to receive what is, mm. what has been offered to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what you're describing happens to me all the time and I'm very lucky. Yeah. So for everyone out there listening out now in Australian cinemas is Moodle. I really recommend people check out this film. Um, I, re- I think it's a really important movie to watch and really is important that people take on the, the history, take on the themes um, and just, you know, watch this response to this event and just um, learn lessons from it. I think it's really important everyone does. And uh, Te Arepa, thank you so very much for your time today. Um, I hope you enjoy your tour around Australia. I know you're in Queensland tonight. You're going to be in Melbourne and Sydney over the next few nights as well doing Q&A. So I really do uh, hope you enjoy that. And um, really interested to see what the response is from people watching this film. I think it's going to be uh, really emotional and really, um, uh, really interesting to, to see. So thank you very much for your time. And Hopefully we'll talk again in the future. That's great. Great to be with you. Thank you.